approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, what is going on everybody welcome into the fantasy coaches podcast i'm your host as always guys coach steve we have another fantastic episode for you guys today we are talking week 13 now guys the season's almost over very sad but uh we got to give you guys some more fantasy advice especially with waivers waivers don't really do much this week for us me personally uh but we will have some other things to talk about of course and and we'll get into it so we're going to start off with some news we're going to get into some scheduling and then we'll get into some waivers at the end of the show so if you don't want to listen to all that and you just want to hear about waivers you know, skip ahead like 30 minutes and we'll give you some <laughs> waiver wire advice so uh let me introduce the crew as always coach Jib, brother what's going on go birds <laughs> yes the birds had a fantastic win the other night so I love that. It was a great game. I'm sure you felt that way too. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Speechless though. <laughs> Speechless. I love it. And of course, Coach John, what's going on, bro? Nothing much, everybody. Just uh, still trying to keep my lunch down from watching the Patriots yesterday. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad someone on this panel is, you know, two of these guys have uh, fun teams to watch. I, uh, but say lovey. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a little more fun on our end, unfortunately, John. But uh, it's okay, it's okay. So you know, you, you had your reign of stuff on this. So uh, now yep. it's our turn. So yeah, let's nuts. get into uh, some fantasy news here, guys. So uh, injury wise, there's a couple things going on from Week 12. Uh, Doran Thompson Robinson, the rookie quarterback from the Cleveland Browns, concussion. More than likely, there's a potential of him missing obviously this week. Would probably put PJ Walker or maybe Joe Flacco in the driver's seat. Uh, Baker Mayfield was uh, getting his ankle uh, x-rayed or MRI today. Uh, he got banged mm-hmm. up a little bit uh, on Sunday, but then he came back and played basically much the whole game. Uh, Mari Cooper, late fourth quarter, had a rib injury. He did not come back in for the rest of that game. The game was kind of pretty much over into the fourth quarter. Uh, DeMar Douglas, uh, another head injury. Definitely not great to see that. He was basically the only reliable source in terms of pass catcher uh, for this Patriots offense uh Rashad Rashid thigh injury supposedly he missed uh out on having it to be a major injury which is great news obviously with Chris Olave uh having a concussion which probably puts his week 13 status in jeopardy so uh good to have Rashad Rashid hopefully maybe playing in this week so uh some inj- definitely some different big names there is there anything you guys want to mention here or are you guys ready to move on no, I mean, it, it, uh, early no. in the week, tough to kind of tell. But yeah, yeah, these are all these are all kind of stinks. It stinks to lose guys probably post, you know, trade deadline in most leagues. So it is what it is. What did you say? Oh, go I was gonna say a shame that uh, Olave got that concussion because it was like the first time in a long time that him and Derek Carr yeah. were on the same damn page. So yeah, he, he was looking great. Fifty yards in the first half. It was it, it was, was great. looking awesome. Yeah, definitely. And uh, of course, this is the big bye week, guys. This is the week 13 mega bye week here. We got like the Bills, the Giants. Um, Of course, I can't think of any of the teams at this moment. The Ravens, Bears, Bears, Vikings. 
Uh, so there's a lot of teams, maybe not as many fantasy assets, but some important assets. So uh, we're going to obviously give you waiver wire pickups to help out for the week. Before we get into that, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how a good fantasy stretch for uh, scheduling and how to get there and some favorable matchups that hopefully you've taken advantage of and have propped your way into potentially making the playoffs in a few weeks. But since trade deadlines are basically ending for most teams this week, maybe dynasty leagues are extended, but a lot of redraft ones are over probably by Wednesday. I think ESPN is a 29th. We figured let's talk about some, you know, playoff matchups here that you could go out there, whether it's trading, picking up and kind of talking to that. So let's, let's get into that here first. So this is obviously if you're in your playoffs between week 15, 16 and 17, um, we're going to go about each position. I'm going to ask the guys a couple questions here and there. And, you know, we'll get that done in the next 20 minutes here. So quarterbacks, the best matchup for quarterbacks, we have the Giants, the Panthers, the Titans, the Cowboys, and the uh, Saints. Again, for the most part, outside of the Cowboys, it's a really bad situation. Obviously, Tommy DeVito, Bryce, uh, Bryce Young, uh, a lot of those situations are not great. And especially those right outside the top five, you have the Vikings and you have the Browns. So in, in reality, it's it's really not that great in terms of the situation. Uh, I don't know really. Nothing really stands out here. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I mean, you know, do you do you buy into any of these guys? Or is it really just no, I don't want to, especially for the uh, the best. I think in I think in two quarterback leagues you could buy in pretty cheap to Derek Carr and you could buy in pretty cheap to Josh Dobbs. Um, I think both of them and and Josh Dobbs, you know, we've been saying it all year has uh, a little bit of a rushing floor to him, so he's fun. Um, Minnesota has a good schedule and he might be getting Justin Jefferson back, so that's someone that I definitely am, would be interested in. Uh, single quarterback. Probably not. You probably have someone better already on your roster. Um, but in two quarterback format, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with uh, trying to get Josh Dobbs for the for the, for the push. Anything there, Jibs? Nah, not much. Those are lackluster names of quarterbacks. Like um, I know some ESPNs run a little bit longer, depending on your league manager. But um, if you still could get Dak Prescott, he's been scorching hot lately. That's definitely a good I'm asset. I like to get him. <laughs> but um, yeah, Derek Carr's he's good, but like he just kind of lets you down every now and then too. So it's gonna be a lot of inconsistency with those guys, but. Um, I'm kind of shameful of some of these names on the worst side. If you want to get into them, yeah, no, definitely. Like I said, Derek Carr's got the Giants and Bucks, which are great matchups, obviously for the playoffs. I think you guys kind of set it back best. I mean, Dak, amazing. Definitely try to buy low on Derek Carr and uh, Jawan, uh, Jawan, Joshua Dobbs. Outside of that, you know, it's no one that really can be trusted. A lot of rookie quarterbacks, obviously, hard to trust any of those guys consistently. On the worst side, we have, and this is pretty big: the Miami Dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Washington Commanders, Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, just outside of that, we have the Steelers and the Ravens. So let's talk about more of the top five guys here. You know, outside of obviously Jake Browning, we're not going to care about Jake Browning, but most of those other quarterbacks have very good fantasy quarterbacks for us this year. Who concerns you the most out of those four? And I'm talking to us, Sam Howell, CJ Stroud, and um, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence probably has scares me the most. He's been good for the past two weeks, um, but we've seen it go south for him really badly. You know, we've seen him put up 
you know, 12 points because all the touchdowns go to ETN or he can't break 200 yards passing. So um, that's one that, you know, I, I don't think anyone at this point is really relying on Trevor Lawrence, but that's one that would scare me. And I know it's crazy to say, but you know, CJ Stroud, I mean, it, there is that rookie element that like down the stretch, tough matchup you, you could have some some bad games and I know everyone's been relying on CJ Stroud he seems like a set it and forget it kind of guy right now but that's one that I would definitely be wary of um you know if he puts up a dud in your playoff push that that would sting that would really sting Chibs oh no I'll just highlight too um at least the silver line with two is that like two of those uh games I think weeks 15 and 16 are home games so dolphins kind of play well at home so like i wouldn't yeah. be too concerned over that fact but that uh week 17 game versus baltimore or something to yeah. definitely Both. put your eye on because they give up second yeah. fewest points to quarterbacks they have been absolutely rock solid we saw what they did to justin herbert last night for god's sake i see Tua doing that in tenfold <laughs> so um if you do have Tua, you should Definitely look to see what you could scrounge her up and see how it goes from um, the stretch forward. Because I don't know, like I see him play at the Jets, but like uh, hopefully he could play better in Miami. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that does concern me. Obviously, I mean we saw Hill and Waddle have great games, but Tua is still bad day with him. It's the turnovers, but he you're right, he does play better at home. Um, you know. I'm okay with CJ Stroud looking at his matchups overall. I'm not concerned. He does have the Titans two times. Um, so that's decent. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's got to play Baltimore at some point in that matchup there. Definitely don't love to see that. Uh, Sam Howell, you know, he does have the Jets. He's got the Cowboys and uh, in, in, in the weeks uh, 15 and 16. Definitely not the best matchups. Oh, and San Fran. Uh, so, I mean, Ooh. I feel like you just have to rock with a lot of these guys because – to be honest, I mean, to be honest, two has been, I hate to say that about my own Dolphin, but two has been the worst. I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at what he's given us on the floor, he's given us a lot of bad games. I mean, Howell has been pretty good for the most part outside of like two games this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, definitely a big concern, but he's playing hot right now. You know, we don't know how well that's going to continue into in. And then CJ Stroud has been pretty good right now. He hasn't really given us too many downer games this season. So, uh, hey, Albert, what's going on, bro? Um, so... You have to wait and see, and you have to, you know, play your cards right. I mean, you could probably sell a lot of these quarterbacks to get like a Pat Mahomes, a Justin Herbert, um, and go for one of those quarterbacks who obviously you don't see on the worst side of the list, which is great. Uh, you might be able to do it with Justin Herbert right now, or even Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes not playing great fantasy for us right now, so a lot of good different matchups that you can go out there and maybe make a trades for uh, and get some of these quarterbacks off your team. Uh, so running backs now. Running backs with the best playoff matchups here. We have Philly, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Char uh, Chargers, the Falcons here. And then just outside, you have the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, so who stands out here for you guys? Uh, I think for me, two two players that I think you can add, if you still have a trade uh, availability, trade deadline still going on. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, I think, is someone who has been relatively disappointing. Um, nobody wants anything to do with the Patriots right now, and I, I get that. Um, but we saw how abysmal that team looked yesterday, and they and Ramondre still can put up points. He could still get 100 yards on the ground, get a score, you know, they're going to rely heavy on the ground game uh, down the stretch here. They don't have a quarterback, so they're going to need to. 
And the other one is Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has been alarmingly disappointing lately. He just hasn't looked like himself, has some fumbling issues. Um, but I still think that he's a talented running back on a high-powered offense. So it, it, given a good matchup, given a great situation, he could easily pop off and have a big day. Those are two guys that I'd be interested in and you could get for, you know, not have to give up the farm. I think after this past week, forget it on Bijan. You're, you're never going to get him again. Um, you know, same thing with Josh Jacobs. And then DeAndre Swift has um, been pretty solid all year behind an unbelievable offensive line. So those three, I feel like are kind of untouchable and they're probably on championship caliber rosters already. The other two, you might be able to pry away from, from the, that team. Mm, I like your thoughts on that, but I'll definitely take a whack at Isaiah Pacheco as well. Cause like most sure. likely he's been your RB two RB three, maybe the third running back on your team. Obviously you're probably like driving yourself crazy, putting him in and out of your lineup, but this guy's playing with the chiefs. Like he has great matchups. I think he has Patriots, Vegas, and Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. So like those are all easy games that they could just kind of rope, mow over some guys. So I, I like Isaiah Pacheco as well, included on that list, even though they're just outside. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of good running backs here. You know, outside of maybe in terms of confidence level, I think Ramondre Stevenson has been the one guy who people have not been that confident about. Great to see him have a really good game this week here, especially with the issues at quarterback going on right now. Uh, but this top seven or so, top five, whatever you want to say, you know, you have a lot of great running backs here that you are expecting to be elite running backs, and you are you're sitting in good positions. So if you if you if you have these guys, especially if you're contending teams right now, obviously you have to be pretty happy. I I think I think DeAndre Swift might be have might have the best one. I mean, they have the Giants and the Cardinals in week sixteen and seventeen. I mean, get past oh, Seattle, beautiful. and they allow a lot of ton of touchdowns. I mean. Swift is going to be, uh, I think, helping people win championships. Uh, hmm. On the other side of things, though, the worst playoff matchups you have, Saquon Barkley with the Giants, Alvin Kamara with the Saints. You have that whole trio at Baltimore, the Bengals with Joe Mixon, uh, Alexander Madison and the Vikings. And then just right outside of that is, you know, the RB4 on the season or whatever he is, is Brian Robinson uh, and that mixture of then the Panthers – uh, you know, Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, who, again, I didn't mention this, but Frank Wright got fired today. So uh, definitely could be looking for changes uh, maybe in that offense overall. But uh, you know, the running back, the running back coach as well. Just yeah, Deuce Staley. And I think Josh McCown got fired as the. Yeah, it, everybody. They cleaned house, which is insane. It's insane to me that they did that. But, yeah, that's a different conversation. Yes, the owners are not happy and the owners messed up originally. So, um, so of this running back core, guys, who concerns you? You know, who concerns you the most, actually, you know, in terms of elite players? Well, it's Barkley for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Barkley for sure. I, I think everybody else is, you know, I don't think you were really relying on everybody else to be a superstar. I think Brian Robinson was a nice surprise, but you weren't drafting him super high. You weren't relying on him to be a superstar, but Saquon Barkley, yeah, it's going to be pretty alarming. Um, you know, you drafted him high. You expected a great season. It's been a little tumultuous. And then you, you're now with Danny DeVito. And so it's just, I don't know. It's, it, it stinks uh, because I always liked Saquon as a talent, always liked him as the player, but, it's it's getting 
it's getting time where you know the the word elite might need to move on from Saquon Barkley sometimes. Yeah, and like those three opponents he has are pretty stiff run defenses too, and he's basically the conductor of the Giants' offense. So I'm going to be very skeptical. He's going to need a lot of volume to make amends. Yeah. 20, 20 carries for 66 yards and maybe a score. <laughs> it's like, uh, I hope that happens. Not great. Not great. Um, so let me ask you guys, you know, in terms of trades values, we didn't really talk too much about trades of quarterbacks because it's kind of hard to trade quarterbacks. But like with, you know, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, you know, would you guys send those players away potentially straight up for Ramondre Stevenson for Isaiah Pacheco? Maybe you can get a little something on top of that. But again, you know, Calvin, Alvin Kamara's been playing well still. He's been playing well, but Saquon, you know, coming off a bad game. Um, but obviously the matchups for these Ramondre Stevenson's and Isaiah Pacheco's are great. Um, you know, would you trade those guys straight up? Would you trade them for their players plus to something a little bit more? I would be, I, I would be interested in that. I, I am, you know, I, I think outside of, you know, Christian McCaffrey and, you know, maybe, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey really is the only one that's matchup proof. Other than that, like you need to play matchups with running backs. And if you're looking at your week 15, 16, 17, and you can trade a guy who's got a tough matchup, you know, maybe he's got, um, got the volume, but uh, Saquon Barkley, perfect example, or, or Alvin Kamara, you know, but you could go get, you know, Josh Jacobs, you could go get, you know, um, Ramondre Stevenson plus a little something, or even if you have to, um, you know, give up a little to, you know, Saquon plus a little extra to go get Austin Eckler or Bijan. Like I'm in, I'm interested in that because I think it, the worst thing you could do is just think, Oh, it's Saquon Barkley. So he's fine. And then you end up again, getting 20 carries. Cause he is a starting running back, but it's for, you know, 65 yards and you're like, all right, great. There's, you know, n- nine fantasy points doesn't really do anything for you. It's, it's, that's the tough part. It's like, you need these guys who can go out there and have 25 point games. If you want to win a championship. I'm definitely okay with Saquon, for instance, like he's on a bye week. Uh, if you want to give like a blue chip person in your league, Hey man, this is Saquon Barkley. Give me your Isaiah Pacheco, man. I'm in a pinch. Like I just need to need, need to get this W and they'll be like, Hey man, Saquon Barkley. Not even thinking it. Um, I think that's a good one. Um, Alvin Kamara. I'm like, so, so on, like, I know um, he hasn't been running as well, but like he just seems to catch like freaking mm-hmm. four plus catches a week. So that definitely give you a safe floor in PPR, but something you should definitely uh, look into, uh, especially if you could get a piece plus, for instance. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I said, I- I'm good on trading Saquon if I can right now. I-, I think it's the perfect time to a true contender. If you're trying to make the playoffs, you're still like, I'm just there. And I know that if I can get in the playoffs, I can do some damage. Um, but obviously Saquon's not helping you this week. He, you know, he's got the Packers, which is a good matchup next week. But again, that playoff matchup sucks. I mean, I'd be looking for Isaiah Pacheco. I'd be looking for Mondre because, well, not, oh yeah, Mondre. I'd be looking at those guys because they can help you right now. You know, and you might be able to get something on top of that for Mondre or even Pacheco. I think maybe it's more of a straight up thing with Alvin, uh, 
Isaiah Pacheco just based on what he showed us this past week without a Jarrett McKinnon on the field. Um, if you could sell Gus Edwards, I'm looking to sell him as quick as I can. Uh, it might be hard at this point because he's coming off a bad game. So same thing with Joe Mixon, looking to sell him before things go nuts. Um, Brian Robinson, like I said, I mentioned, his value is so hard to break down because we know who Brian Robinson is, but Brian Robinson isn't playing like we think Brian Robinson should play. He's an RB5 on the season, for God's sake. But none of us, I think, think of Brian Robinson as RB5. We think of him as RB17, you know, solid RB2, nothing big. But so if you could sell on him, I'd be looking to sell on him. He still has a week 14 buy and a terrible playoff matchup. And someone might want to buy into that, especially someone who needs points this week because the running backs are so uh, bad right now. I'd look to sell high as best as possible on Brian Robinson, too. So, all right. So let's go to the wide receivers. Top best playoff matchups for wide receivers. We have Seattle. We have the Giants, the Cardinals, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and then just outside, obviously, is Denver and Baltimore. So, guys, best matchups. What stands out here for you guys? Well, I mean, you're probably psyched if you have CeeDee Lamb and Scott. I'll tell you that much. That That's going to be fun. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's tough. We talked about it last week with Mark Andrews going down. I think it's kind of hard now that we've seen what Zay Flowers can do. Um, but Zay Flowers would be a great, you know, try and piece to try and come on uh, towards the end of the season here. Gets those touchdowns. They're going to use them every way possible. Um, Seattle, again, I think that DK Metcalf is just one of those guys who's a big game waiting to happen. So those two players, to me, I think you haven't had much faith in them all season, but could come up big down the stretch here if you need them. Uh, I'm not super interested in anyone in, for the Giants or Arizona, but um, and then Philly, obviously, you're starting those two superstars. And then Dallas, obviously, you're starting CeeDee Lamb. So I think the Seattle and Baltimore ones, to me, are the ones that are kind of on the borderline there. And I think you're going to be very happy with, with um, those pieces. And and there's an outside chance that JSN has a late, late season breakout here as well. So, um, you know, take just knock on the door for whoever has Zay flowers. I know this week was probably tough because he just had two touchdowns, but tell him like, Oh, it was only 28 receiving yards and one rushing play. Don't, don't, don't buy into the hype. It's buy into the hype. <laughs> buy, buy into it. <laughs> buy, buy into that. That's, that's impressive what he did last night. So. Oh man. Uh, like just a month ago, you could have bought low on Devontae Smith for peanuts too. But I wouldn't like poo poo on uh, Marquise Brown. Like at least the guy got like, 12 targets he'll be a target hog going down the stretch i know kyle murray's still getting acclimated and he probably won't cost you as much as like those guys that we just listed and um i guess like you probably could bench, uh trade a bench piece for like a guy like court and sutton like someone you could just put in low 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 on your flex mm-hmm. and he'll grab you a touchdown and get you probably like 50 yards so um you could take a consideration in those two as well just to give them some um name recognition I respect it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good things here. I mean, the Seattle matchups are fantastic, but, you know, what's going on with Gino? Is he healthy? It definitely scares me a little bit on that. Like, I wouldn't want to buy into Seattle's uh, receiver core, but if I have them, you should feel pretty good that you have them on your team. Obviously, you don't want to touch the Giants. Hollywood Brown maybe is an okay, you know, buy low ad if you can. 
Um, obviously, you love having the Eagles. I don't know if maybe Devonta Smith is a sell high, and you can tell him, like, hey, he's got a great playoff matchup. Dallas Goddard is pushing to come back next week. Uh, Dallas, Dallas Scott never went on IR. I didn't realize. I thought he was went on IR. He never did. Um, so, like, you know, with I didn't Dallas Scott that either. Yeah. Dallas got it on the field. Huh. Devonta doesn't play as well. He is a warrior. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, buying into maybe Brandon Cooks on a really low right now uh, could yep. be good for you. I know he's having good games, but the name value of at this point of his career doesn't fit what he had maybe three or four years ago. So you could still mm-hmm. buy that. Uh, Jim said a Cortland Sutton solid. Um, I, I'm honestly looking to sell high on Zay Flowers because outside of his 37 yard rushing touchdown. He had 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so it's a great time going into a buy for a contending team. Like, Hey, Zay Flowers is a great playoff matchups Go and I'll give you this for this and then go out and buy him. So, um, so the worst side of things we have, of course, Miami got the worst matchup for wide receivers. Uh, the Patriots, the commanders, the uh, bears, the chargers, and just outside the top five, you have the Falcons and the Browns. So what stands out here for you guys on the worst side of wide receiver playoff matchups? There's a lot of garbage wide receivers in that mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. I don't think much really bothers me. The only thing I will say what bothers me is Jalen Waddle. Like that bothers me because he doesn't have a good matchup and he is very, very boomer bust. And so come down this playoff stretch. You know, you could be kind of thinking to yourself, oh, Jalen Waddle, I need a little spark. I need a big play guy. And given a bad matchup, he might not be the move to make. Um, not worried about Tyreek Hill is what it is. You're not starting. You weren't planning on starting anyone from New England. You weren't planning on starting anyone from, you know, Washington. And then Chargers, too. I think it's really outside of Keenan Allen. And he's just going to be 14 targets. So it doesn't matter. You, you play him. It, it might not be a monster game, but you at least are going to you have to start this guy. Um, cause even look at the Ravens, he had a bad matchup last night, ended up being fine with a fumble. Um, and Chicago, I, I think what we see with, uh, Justin Fields and, uh, DJ Moore, that'll be interesting you know, down the stretch, given a bad matchup, you know, can he keep that sort of low end wide receiver one status? I, I think you still have to sort of bet on it that he does, but, um, it, it, that could be a, that could be a lot of decision-making for, for managers, you know, given, you know, given the situation, given the time. Mm. Well, I guess like I'm kind of souring on Terry McLaurin in a way, like he will be the commander's number one receiver and Sam Howell is basically leading the league in passing yards. So, you know, they're going to chuck the ball. It's just like, how efficient is that going to be? So like he could definitely let you down in the playoffs given the fact that he's facing the Rams, the Jets, and then 49ers. So whew, that's a tough slate. But um God bless you, Terry McLaurin owners. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's you can't even trade for trade him away to get a different piece right now. Like maybe you could trade him away and get Brandon Cooks plus maybe mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. And again redraft's easy to do that prop maybe but like maybe not. Um definitely look at that. I mean would you Maybe. do would you do McLaurin plus a little something to get like Cortland Sutton? Would you do something like that? I would I would have them pretty much on the same page personally. Okay. I wouldn't want to buy into Cortland Sutton that much. Maybe okay. I would. Maybe I would actually. Okay. It depends okay. what the plus is. I would consider it. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, it's okay. Um, yeah. Again, really, no one else really stands out. I mean, you're not touching New England. You're not touching. 
Uh, Atlanta really not touching the Browns really. Outside of that, I mean, you're you're, you're big four uh, of those teams of the Waddle, Hill, Allen, and Moore are the only ones that stand out. But they should have no problem at least putting up good fantasy numbers throughout the playoffs. So. All right, and then last but not least, the tight end position here, which is obviously not that fun because, you know, you just start your best tight ends and call it a day. <laughs> uh, but for the best, we have uh, – oh, Jib's left. Uh, we have the Raiders. We have the Browns. We have the Giants. We have the the Titans. We have the Panthers. And then just outside Detroit and Minnesota here. So, uh, John, what stands out for you in the best playoff matchup for tight ends? Um, I think Hawkinson and uh, Sam Laporta. I mean, that's, that's awesome. You've, you've obviously you were never going to plan on benching them at any point in time, but this gives you full confidence that they could have some ceiling games for you in the playoffs when you need them most. So um, it's good to see. That's really good to see. Um, they, again, everybody else: Vegas, Cleveland, Giants, Tennessee. Care, forget it. You don't want anybody. I don't care what the matchup is. Those those. What about Darren Waller? Darren Waller still might come back this year. Would you know trying to buy on Darren Waller right now? If you could be maybe. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what he looks like coming back from injury. We don't know what he's going to look like with. Tommy DeVito. I, I just DeVito's making everyone look great right now. <laughs> yeah. I he mean, made, be, Jan, made Jalen Hyatt look good. That's true. He did make he Jalen Hyatt look good. back after their bye week here. They have a bye now, so he's got five weeks of rest. That is the only one that I would, I would consider. My fear is you would still have to pay up more than I'm willing to pay to take that risk. You know what I'm saying? If, if, right. if someone's willing to part ways with them for oh. relatively cheap, I would, but if it's would you trade you know, away Paul Komet? Would you trade away um, Schultz to go out and get? I wouldn't trade away Dalton Schultz. I'd probably trade away Cole Komet. Um, okay. I don't know. I, I like I, I Dalton. I, yeah, maybe Dalton Schultz too. But would I just get scared. Main players for what about David and Joku? No. I, I don't. He's been eight points over. He's yep. been over eight points in five straight weeks. I mean, yep. he's playing with different quarterbacks every week. This guy. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's crazy that he keeps performing. I say no because I don't trust the quarterback, but he seems to keep performing no matter who's chucking the ball up to him. So, I mean, maybe you can. And and I think that the sentiment around Najoku is exactly that—that that nobody really wants him. So you could probably trade for him for pretty cheap. Um. You know, if you had like an Evan Ingram, you know, you could go get right. Njoku, just do an e- even flop there. And, and I, I guess I would do something like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they can, obviously the top two guys are not in the top five, but I mean, Waller and, and David Njoku could be good buys right now. Um, on the worst side of things, we have the Texans with Dalton Schultz. So we have that Cincinnati mess there. The Tyler Conklin and the Jets. Uh, I don't know why the Giants are on this both. I messed up somewhere there. <laughs> Giants should not be on both lists. Um, but the Jaguars and then off Chicago and the Rams. So, you know, does Evan Ingram n- make you nervous? You know, he's been, you know, yes. not great the last three weeks here now. And it looks like he's getting kind of worked out a little bit. But, I mean, under he had seven points this week. But, yeah. you know, tough matchups coming down the stretch, you know. Yep. Evan Ingram is the one that definitely raises red flags for me. He's obviously gotten much less targeted ever since Zay Jones came back into the lineup. Um, and what's crazy is the offense 
is moving the ball well and, and um, Trevor Lawrence looks good and Evan Ingram's not a beneficiary of that at all. So yeah, I think Evan Ingram for sure is someone that I would try and trade away. If you could flip him for Njoku, like I just said, like, you know, I would do that. If you could flip him for, or if he's a throw in piece in a, in another, in a bigger deal, I'd be okay with that too. Um, so I'm I'm cool with that. Everybody else, I don't think you're really relying on many other of these tight ends. Dalton Schultz was a nice sort of surprise midseason ad. Um, but I, I, at this point, I would hope if you're a champion, I always try and put my head in the mindset of a championship roster. If you're a championship caliber roster and you're really putting up points, you're probably not relying on those that list of tight ends. You probably already have someone better. Um, but but maybe not. And and if you do, you know, if you are sort of piecing it together with Dalton Schultz and Evan Ingram, you know, maybe you go trade and solidify and go get yourself. Um, you know, I, I don't even, it's, it'd be impossible to trade for Hawkins. It's, it's hard to trade for tight ends. So yeah, it's, it's just hard. Cause once someone, that's the thing with tight ends is there's so, I mean, the I top think maybe, seven, eight are like untouchable. So you're really not trading for anything different, but I mean, maybe, maybe Ferguson, maybe you could go get uh, Ferguson scares me too a little bit. So, but I don't know. Oh, are you frozen? John's start. definitely frozen. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. You're, you're frozen. It's so trying... funny on my screen. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of, I was just trying to think of someone who's like right on the cusp of being like, uh, uh, untouchable. I mean, fire me to be a great one. I mean, after this, week, few, so, yeah. after this week, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> so, true. um, true. but yeah, that's, that's a great name. That's a great yeah. name. I got him for a bunch of third round picks this year. People were just yeah, giving yeah. him away. I'm like, give me the young tight end who's still yeah. good. Let's yeah. be real. Right. All right. Uh, so let's get into the waiver wild talk today. Jibs is gone for the day, so I didn't. I forgot about that. So uh, it's just you and me, John. We're doing the waivers okay. here now. And, of course, guys, uh, we, we're doing just overview overalls. You know, we're going through quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. We'll give you guys players who might be available that you should probably pick up and guys who are definitely available. And then for your dynasty guys, we definitely have some uh, potential pickups. Not a lot because it's dynasty, but potential pickups here. So, um i like to start with the top to the two outside ones and then we'll kind of dive into the middle here uh the top guys who probably should be picked up russell wilson's playing really solid he's been decent quarterback jordan love has uh is someone i really like especially i think he can help you get into the playoffs uh baker mayfield's been a solid 20 point fantasy quarterback uh matthew stafford is coming off his best game of this whole season and if geno smith can get healthy he's obviously like i said he's got some potential good matchups uh for your dynasty owners Tim Boyle probably still out there. People really didn't believe in him. I still don't believe in him. But if you're in need of a quarterback this week, he might be out there. Joe Flacco might be the starting quarterback. P.J. Walker might be out there. Uh, Trevor Simeon might not. Might maybe potentially get some work in. Uh, if Baker Mayfield's banged up, maybe maybe Kyle Trask is out there in that those dynasty worlds. So those are some dynasty quarterbacks. Uh, John, we'll split up the quarterbacks here. I'll let you take the top three and I'll take the bottom three. So talk about Gardner Menchu, Derek Carr and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So, um, we talked about Derek Carr briefly. His matchups are great down the stretch. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's troubling that his, a bunch of his receivers are banged up right now, but, you know, given two, three weeks from now, when you're in your playoffs, everyone will hopefully be back and healthy and, and Derek Carr, has the weapons around him to put up big games. Rashid Shahid can do it. Chris Olave can do it. We just saw. So I like Derek Carr. Gardner Minshew is um, 
a, a gamer. He to me is similar to like a, a Sam Howell. He just figures it out, man. So, somehow, some way, he seems to, you know, obviously not putting up fancy points at that alarming of a rate, but he's still he can tuck it and run it. He can throw it. He's he was targeting uh, Josh Downs and um, Michael Pittman a ton. I think that the ground game is is good enough that there is always a threat. For, for the ground game. So that opens up things in the passing world. Um, and then Kenny Pickett, I'm not as sold. I think he had an okay game with Matt Canada out of the way, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 I'd rather take my chances with a lot of other names than take my chance with Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, there's a, you know, there's at least a shot that like a Geno Smith can have a big game. There's at least a shot that like Derek Carr could have a big game. I don't know if there's really a ceiling for Kenny Pickett. I think a good game for Kenny Pickett is 20 points. Like that's like a great, like that's a great game from Kenny Pickett. So um, that's my only fear. And again, when you ha- when you're thinking about championships and you're thinking about winning a title, you have to think to yourself, I'm, I'm, I got to put up the most points possible. I can't just get by. Like I can't just, you know, tread water. I need to mon- I need to have a monster week. Um, and I, I just don't see that in the cards for Kenny Pickett this year. Um, you know, give him a whole off season with a new offensive coordinator and stuff, maybe, but not this year. I respect it. Um, so for the rest of these guys, yeah, Will Levis, Jake Browning, Bryce, uh, Bryce Young. Uh, again, Will Levis has some decent matchups coming down the stretch here. Uh, that could be good for him. You know, he's he still has to play. Uh, let's see, where where is his schedule at here right now? Uh, he's got Indy. He's got we play the we play the Titans. I didn't realize we played Miami. Uh, oh, the Titans play Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got Seattle. So he's got some matchups that maybe will involve them to maybe throw the ball a little bit more, especially this week. If you're looking for a quarterback, that Colts game might be somewhat uh, a good, decent outing for him overall. You know, could be okay if you're streaming a quarterback for this week. Uh, Jake Browning, you know, he didn't do terrible, um, mm-hmm. but like it was decent enough for what he was able to do against a tough defense this week. They play the, uh, the Jaguars. So it could be a game where he could actually do kind of well for streaming quarterbacks. Uh, Bryce Young, it could be interesting. Maybe they switch a lot of things up there with him, allow him to just kind of let him do his work. Uh, the Bucks are a decent matchup, so it might be well worth it taking a shot on Bryce Young this week. Again, you probably don't want to. You probably want the guys between that forty to sixty percent range over any guys really in that forty percent range. So, but quarterback position is not the best this week. Unfortunately, we don't really have ones that stand out for good streaming options. Yeah, all the superstars are getting injured and hurt, and anyone who's good, yeah, (laughs) it stinks. Anyone who's good isn't good. That's what sucks right now. If you don't have CJ Stroud, then get it. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) (laughs) All right, for the RB waiver wire overview, uh, that's sixty to forty percent range. Ty Chandler, Zach, Zeke Elliott, Zach Moss. Uh, for those dynasty owners, you know, Patrick Taylor played about half the snaps with AJ Dillon this past week. We don't know if Aaron Jones is coming back, you know, Rashad White's claim that might've been an injury, but there wasn't uh, Keyshawn Vaughn might be needed to be picked up just in case. Um, mm-hmm. Again, really no dynasty players in terms of running backs. Uh, so let's go back and forth here, John, you can start us up here. Uh, yeah. Roshan Johnson. Um, I-, I think that, you know, we, we need to start to see, we didn't have, um, 
you know, we didn't have uh, Deontay Foreman this week. Uh, I think we need to start to see what's going on with this rookie. They need to start uh, getting him more and more involved. So, you know, they obviously know that Deontay is not the future. Uh, he's probably out of the league next year. Um, so I think Roshan Johnson could get worked in a little bit more. It's fresh um, and, and be, it'll still be a committee. And the problem is he could always be vultured uh, from touchdowns with Justin Fields in the mix. So that's the downside with Roshan. Um, but, you know, I don't think he's, if you're, if there's still a trade window available, you can acquire him as a depth piece pretty for pretty cheap at this point. So I, I don't, I hate the name. He's a good break glass in case of emergency kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of these running backs are. They're not great. So, you know, a lot of these guys are like, you are desperate for a running back. Basically Jeff Wilson came off an eight point game here. He's got Washington next week here. Uh, we don't know if Devon a chain's playing just yet. Might be good enough as a, you know, desperate RB two If you're looking for somebody, obviously for your team, if you're killed at running backs or if you're on a bi-week hell, uh, might be okay of a matchup with him. Uh, Royce Freeman, uh, Royce Freeman keeps plugging away. Um, you know, they cut, uh, they cut, um, what's his name? Daryl Henderson. Henderson, which was to me kind of a surprise. Um, cause Daryl Henderson was the pass catcher and, and, you know, kind of primary guy while Kyron Williams was out, but Kyron Williams coming back, I guess, you know, would fill that role more than he fills the Royce Freeman role. So Royce Freeman still got work. Um, I think that'll probably fade away a little bit as Kyron gets healthier and healthier. Um, but we saw we saw him still get used on the in the goal line. Saw him still get used in the red zone. Had a touchdown. Um, and then, you know, God forbid anything happens to Kyron, he's he's the back on a on a good offense. So, uh, Royce Freeman is an interesting name to have. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be in love if you have to start him, but. Again, this is this is where we're at. State of affairs with running backs. Right, exactly. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan coming off to back-to-back 10-point fantasy days. I mean, two weeks ago, he had seven receptions. This past week, he had 55 yards. He happened to catch a touchdown because Williams got hurt. Um, but again, he's another serviceable you know, RB3, RB4 that you could probably maybe plug in. Uh, they have the Texans this week. It could be a matchup where the Texans are ahead. And the Broncos need to kind of come back from behind. P. Ryan can fit that pass catching role uh, for PPR leagues. Dearness Johnson, um, a name that has emerged as the back to ETN. It is no longer um, Tank sad. Bigsby. Uh, sad. Sad. Super sad. <laughs> uh, super sad. A name. It, this is my theory. You can only have one tank superstar in the NFL, and tank sadly, Dell. it's Tank Dell. It's not it's Tank Bigsby. Sorry. So uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Tank Bigsby. I'm sorry, but you are now the third running back on this depth chart. So Darius Johnson is um, at least a pickup for now, because if anything happens to ETN, he's going to be the next man up. Yep. Uh, Michael Carter uh, Michael Carter got a ton of work at the end of the game for the Cardinals so they were kind of behind at that point but you know they're obviously testing out the waters to see what kind of Michael Carter has in his game uh, you know James Conner hasn't really looked too good since coming off of uh, his injury you know he's you know decent um, but Michael Carter played pretty okay for the limited snaps that he was able to give us on the field here 
Again, probably deeper man leagues, but he's out there. He might be worth a pickup in maybe 16-man leagues, but boom on his name on the list here. Uh, Rico Dowdle. Um, this name was really interesting to me two, three weeks ago, um, but then all of a sudden Tony Pollard decides to start storing, scoring touchdowns again and looking like a normal running back. So I think Rico Dowdle is purely a handcuff again. But a few weeks ago he was getting mixed in. He was getting work. Um definitely was split in time with Tony Pollard getting a, you know, double digit touches. Um, but I, I think that now this is, you know, Tony Pollard looking right sort of puts a, a wet blanket on Rico. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, kind of similar to Rico. I mean, he's just a handcuff back running back that has a really good matchups. We talked to you about DeAndre Swift having a fantastic matchup. Uh, it might be a good idea to kind of just have Kenny Gainwell, on your bench and see what happens. Maybe, you know, hopefully not nothing happens to Swift, but you know, if that happens, Ken Gamewell gets into a big potential opportunity. Um, but even Rashad Penny, I think Rashad Penny would actually take a big chunk of work, obviously, if he mm-hmm. uh if something happens to Swift. But uh Gainwell's there for sure. Uh so yeah. And then Elijah Mitchell, um, back up to CMC. Uh he he is one it's, you know, you always kind of say like, Oh, well, if so-and-so goes down, it's this next guy up. And and I always think to myself, well, it's tough because you don't always know exactly what's going to happen. This is a situation where we know if CMC goes down, it's Elijah Mitchell, hundred percent. And he'll get a hundred percent of the carries. He'll get all the work. So he is a true, true handcuff to CMC. Um, and again, on one of the best run offenses in the league. So he should be stashed if you have CMC for sure. Um, he is one that could be a, you know, you might get 70% of what you get from CMC, but that's still really good. 70% of CMC is still great. So I'm, I'm cool with Elijah Mitchell um, being on benches at this point in the season. This is where you have to start stashing guys like this. You know, you no longer need Tank Bigsby's. You don't need these, you know, what ifs you need. Hey, if X, I get Y. Um, exactly. Holding on to guys who could develop doesn't matter anymore. Nope, not at all. Uh, Tazi Spears, kind of, another handcuff kind of. He's kind of fallen out of favor of any potential real production. But again, like we said, Tennessee has some decent matchups against Houston down the stretch here. Something happens to Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears kind of fits that mold, hopefully, as a starting tight end, quarterback, or running back. All right. Uh, wide receivers here. Uh, again, there could be more in this 60 and 40% range here that might have fallen in here, but guys like Jaden Reed, Noah Brown, Rashad Rashid, Odell Beckham should all probably be picked up this week. All look like they're having good roles in their offenses. Uh, for Dynasty, Greg Dolch is probably still out there in a lot of Dynasty leagues. Um, you know, not sure how long his tenure will last with the, you know, the top three receivers, but he's there right now. Raymond, uh, Khalif Raymond, Lynn Bowden, Keith, Kirkwood, as in terms of the Saints in that situation, they might be looking mm-hmm. for some wide receiver help this week here, and those guys uh, would be next men up uh, outside of one guy we'll talk about here in a second here. So um, let's see here. Let's go to see how many are there. There's what I have. Three. Uh, let's go two by two real quick. Okay. Demario Douglas. Um, love him. I think he is a sneaky ad and trade low for in dynasty i hate him rest of season i don't want anything to do with him i i think it's just a terrible situation to be a patriots wide receiver right now um but 
Um, he is the number one target. It is established. It is clear at this point. So, uh, and he's a rookie. So I, it's, I, I think next year could be a lot brighter when they have Drake may under center, uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, Curtis Samuel is another one who he can have splashy type plays, but I get worried when you're the fourth target on the Washington commanders, you know, how reliable are you going to be? And, um, you know, what, what I can't pick and choose. It's not best ball. So I need to really know when I can start you. And I don't know if there's ever going to be a time when you know, you can start Curtis Samuel. Like it. Um, some players that are on by this week that you can sneakily pick up after waivers hit or well, not two, but one player, um, AT Perry, you know, he might be into a bigger role than he already is. Again, didn't really do too well this past week with any real production, but if a lobby is going to be out, Rashad Rashid's going to be out. Perry might find himself in a six or seven target potential day. Uh, Khaled Shakir, again, kind of a down game in a really like, epic matchup, but you know he will have games like this rest of the season where it's kind of up and down as long as Dawson Knox it does not come back into the game or on the field this season. Uh, he's got good matchups. He's gonna buy. He's gonna buy this week, but you know Kansas City, Dallas, the Chargers, all big game matchups where. It only takes Rashad Rashid, uh, Rashad Rashid. Khal, uh, Khalil Shakir, just one game to kind of go off for 80 yards and a touchdown. So could yeah. be a ticket winner for those 14, 16 man leagues uh, in those yep. notes. Yep. Uh, and Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, rookie uh, for the Giants. I People probably don't know his name very well because he hasn't done anything this season of note, uh, but he just passed 100 yards receiving this past week. Um, he's headed into his buy, so that's kind of tough, but if he's out on waivers, he's someone that I don't, I don't know if, how, how much I'm willing to hang on to him through a buy, but speculative ad be very curious. I think there's a nebulous situation in the passing, in the passing work for yeah, great matchups down the stretch, great <laughs> matchups down the stretch. Exactly. Great matchups down the stretch and no real alpha to speak of no real number one. And Jalen Hyatt is similar to these Rashid Shaheed, Khalil Shakir, these speedy, big play kind of guys. That's who Jalen Hyatt is. And and as long as Tommy DeVito keeps slinging it like he's got no job to lose, then I, I'm I'm I'd be interested. The problem is he's going into his bye next week, and I don't love hanging on to guys like that through their bye. Uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is uh, the number two target for the Browns. Um, I think that, you know, we don't know what's happening with Amari Cooper and this rib injury. We don't know what's happening with the quarterback situation. I believe that Joe Flacco can be serviceable. I believe Joe Flacco can sustain a, a decent offense. Flacco and so, did well with Elijah Moore when they were in New York together. Absolutely. Uh, that was absolutely. So I think that, you know, I think that Elijah Moore could be one of those guys that, um, you know, Sneaky, you don't know, you know, there's always these names. I remember winning a championship with Bashad Perryman one year. It's like there's guys who come, there's guys who just come out of the there's guys who come out of the woodwork and just have big games. They might have all you need is to string together two or three big games. And you know, if Amari Cooper's out of the way, Joe Flacco's back at center, Elijah Moore could be one of those guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, Joshua Palmer is still on IR. He's got one more game before he could potentially come back. 
again, the Chargers still haven't found themselves a strong number two yet. They desperately need somebody. Joshua Palmer was looking good before their bye. More dot contending teams looking to kind of for a guy to place on their IR or bench. If you need to kind of wait for a little bit, uh, he might be able to provide some value down the stretch. Uh, Jonathan Mingo for deeper man leagues or for 12 man leagues where let's see what happens with this new Panthers look offense. Maybe he starts getting going. He had 60 yards this past week here. He is a young wide receiver still interesting to see what he does coming up down the stretch. Cedric Tillman, uh, rookie um, from Tennessee. I, I liked Cedric Tillman in the draft process. I thought he was a pretty complete wide receiver, um, had some big plays in college, but you know, not that's not really his profile. But again, if Joe Flacco's back there and we have Amari Cooper sort of banged up rest of season, you know, I don't know his motivation to really, um, you know, fight through and, and, and do all that. If, if the team is, is all over the place, Cedric Tillman looked okay this past week, he's going to see some targets. And so, um, and good matchups. So I, I like Cedric Tillman as a speculative ad for sure. Jamison Williams. I mean, we're going to talk about him until he retires. I guarantee it. He will always be, you know, a big play potential threat guy. He's finally seeing more snaps. It didn't come to fruition this week, really. Um, but he's seen consistent enough snaps where I'm interested again. You know, when you're out there for 13, 14 snaps, I can't, I, I can't play with that. But if you're out there for, you know, 40, 40% of the snaps, 50% of the snaps, like, okay, now we can start to have some motion. So I'm, I'm cool with Jamison Williams. I don't know really if it'll ever hit the heights that we all expected to, but he's a good ad. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Parker, you know, when Devontae Parker's on the field for the Patriots, he does pretty well. And if DeMar Douglas misses this game this past week here, it needs to be someone to throw the ball to. So Devontae <laughs> Parker could be a, a, a streaming wide receiver ad this week if you're looking for someone. And, you know, I still continue to bang on the door for Quentin Johnston. I'm, I'm really hoping he can figure it out at some point. Uh, I don't know if he was benched or the injury benching. I don't know if it was actually a benching or it was an injury concern bench. Um, but, again, I don't even want to name him. I don't know why he's even on the list at this point. But he's on the list because he's attached to a high-power offense. So... All right, and then finally, tight ends here. Uh, tight ends, some guys, probably the guys you want to pick up is obviously Pat Frymuth. He definitely wants to be a big pickup. Darren Waller is under that percentage mark. You might be able to sneak him on your team. We talked about him earlier. Isaiah Likely, he fit the bill. Four for 40 four, uh, yeah. this past week. Good enough, but he's going on a bye. Um, so definitely good enough for me. Uh, some dynasty leagues. Luke Farrell got a lot of playing time in for the Jags this past week here uh tanner hudson continues to be kind of out there on dynasty waivers will mallory if you want to take a deep dark shot on uh colt's tight end he's kind of popped up over the last few weeks from time to time with some plays but uh nothing crazy here uh if you want to run through the top two john and then we'll get going sure uh john johnson i again he's they're going to need pass catchers. Uh, if everyone's banged up this next week, they're going to need somebody. I think it's probably going to be a heavy dose of uh, Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. Um, but Juwan Johnson is good for the week. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what happens come playoff time. Uh, and Tucker Craft, I'm okay. I, 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 I think there's just a lot better options out there at this. Any, 
any other name on this list I think I'm more interested in. Tucker Craft's fine, solid, but you know, three catches doesn't doesn't do much for you. Yeah, I respect it. Uh Tyler Conklin is kind of just out there, maybe a serverable tight end too, nothing to be flashy about. I have Tana Hudson on here twice, but that's how I feel about him in redraft leagues. <laughs> Harold Everett coming off a decent game, full for 40 yep. and a touchdown. I mean, I feel like every time I was watching that game last night, he is getting the ball in his hand, but he only had four catches. So, um, But again, he's a decent streaming tight end. Kate Auden's playing much better as of late. Definitely another streaming tight end for fantasy. So again, waivers are not that great right now. That's kind of why we waited to the end of the show to do that. But uh, yeah. there's some Matt options. Fryermuth is the name on this whole list that yeah. I would be actively trying to add, trade 100%. for, get. That's the name because – People forget it's been a while. It's been a really crappy year uh, for Pat Fryermuth, but he was solid. He was so solid last year. He was playing out of his mind, and and he walks in as a healthy player and gets twelve targets. Like that doesn't exist in tight end land. That just doesn't. You know, any any tight end that gets double digit targets, you're like, okay, that's that's amazing because every other tight end gets four targets. Exactly. Uh, so that is going to wrap us our show up tonight, guys. Uh, we talked about some news. We talked about playoff schedules and we obviously went through the waiver wires. Uh, John, anything you want to mention before we get going? Um, no, pray for me. I need Cole. Speaking of tight ends, I need Cole commit to get 21 and a half PPR points uh, to win a pretty pivotal matchup in one of my leagues. So I will be glued to the TV watching that. Um, uh, but no, this is great. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, subscribe to the, to the YouTube, see our lovely faces every Monday and Thursday, five 30. Yes, absolutely. And again, we appreciate you all for tuning in. Like we, like John just said here, um, you know, we'll be back on Thursday talking starts and sits for week 13. Uh, anything else? Uh, you know, not really just continue to follow us over on, on YouTube, Twitter, wherever, and hit up, hit us up with your fantasy questions here. Uh, the playoffs are coming up before you know it. We got to get you guys ready to help you guys win some championships. So that's all we're here to do is help you guys win uh, because yep. we want you guys to make big money. So uh, thank you all for listening. Tune in until next time, guys, and have a good one. The bag is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered, it's nuts, it's legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up, Jack, I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.